have a powerful testimony to share. This comes from a friend of ours. He's been doing work in the Middle East. Oftentimes, we, we look at the world around us. We see all the depraved things. But this testimony here is, is a testimony in which it will bring encouragement to you. Regardless of what difficulty you may be having or circumstances you find yourself in, just know our God is a powerful God. He is at work in numerous ways. So be encouraged by this. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? Hebrews 1, 14. Even with all the technological advances and scientific knowledge of the 21st century, people still wonder about angels. Many questions swirl around these heavenly beings. Do angels really exist? And if so, what do they do? Can people see them? Did the Bible talk about the role of angels in our lives? The answers to these questions is yes, yes, and yes. For Christians, the Incarnation refers to God's Son, Jesus, becoming visible and tangible, a man in every sense of the word. Christ lived 33 years on earth, eating, laughing, and crying with his followers. Given the reality that God became human, believing that angels exist and can manifest in human form becomes more than plausible. After all, angelic beings appear at least a dozen times in the Old Testament. Remember the three men who enjoyed Abraham's hospitality before destroying Sodom and Gomorrah? Genesis 18 and 19. And the New Testament reports 18 angelic visitations, most notably the two men in white at the tomb of the rise of our Lord. Luke 24:23. The first century author of Hebrews admonished believers of that day, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. If the earliest believers accepted the reality of angels, shouldn't we? Having served Christ in the Middle East for more than 25 years and listened to first-hand accounts of angelic encounters from both individuals and groups of Christians, I firmly believe that angels not only exist, but that they can and do intervene in people's lives. In my experience, angels appear as servants to believers and potential candidates of the faith, providing hope, comfort, and help. As proof, I want to recount just one of many examples of divine intervention I have stored in my heart. After hearing Rubin's story, you'll believe in angels too. On July 5th, I sent an urgent prayer request to supporters across the globe. Ruby, a 15-year-old Christian girl, had been kidnapped. Prayer and fasting immediately began for her safe return, and God, in his graciousness, heard those entreaties and answered. Ruby was found safe and unharmed three days later. So many tears of sorrow on her behalf turned to tears of joy on seeing her face. However, the story of her escape left no doubt that Jehovah God was her protector. Rubin, along with five other girls ages 15 to 20, was kept in a building's dark and poorly ventilated basement. The kidnappers wore black face masks and only provided one loaf of bread and a small glass of water for each girl daily during their imprisonment. Praise the Lord, none of these men touched or harmed any of them. After midnight on the third day, Rubin awoke around 3 a.m., to find the door of the prison room wide open. Terrified, 
she finally found the courage to walk through that door and into the next room, only to be greeted by two men. Gently, they asked her to follow them after helping her clean up. Climbing the stairs, she passed through the building's main gate into an alley, reminiscent of Peter's escape from prison, Acts 12, 5-17. The three of them began walking. From the light of the full moon, Rubin noticed that the uniforms the two officers wore were neither that of Syrian police or military. Who are you? she fearfully asked, and one of the officers explained calmly that they were special forces officers, called forth to rescue her. They assured her that she would be safe and that they would take care of the other five girls too. Rubin and her deliverers walked nearly ten miles. Surprisingly, after so much privation, she never became tired. Rubin estimated that the two officers were in their mid-thirties. They projected confidence and knew exactly where to go. During their long journey, the men talked to her about healing and peace, quoted many verses from the Bible, and asked her to memorize seven verses. At first, Rubin believed they were just good men, until one of the officers told her that God would heal her broken heart over the five Christian friends she lost in recent earthquakes. Anxiously, she asked how he, a complete stranger, could know about her sorrow. When he told her that he saw her crying the whole night over the gifts she had received from them when they were alive, she realized her protectors were not ordinary men. Both officers assured Rubin that she was loved by many people, and that God would continue to heal her broken heart as he poured out his peace on her. Eventually, their small party reached the northeast part of the city of Apalapo. As they came close to her uncle's house, these servants of the Lord placed their hands on Rubin's shoulders and prayed for her. Then they disappeared down the darkened streets. Angels are a reality based on the biblical truth of incarnation. I wanted to share this story with you to assure you that your prayers with those of other Christians for any member of the body of Christ will never be in vain. Sometimes God will intervene to encourage his body or even use some of his tools, angels, as special forces to accomplish his plans.